Welcome to Breaking Bread. I'm your host, Terry Page. Today, I'm joined by my special guest, Jose Angeles, and together, we will explore some of the market stories that made headlines this week and how they affect you. True capitalism. People will buy goods and services based on who they prefer, and if they don't like the merchant, they can shop elsewhere. But is that how it really works? But if you don't have a choice, a monopoly means you don't have a choice, and if this is the case, should the government intervene? Coming up, we'll discuss those opportunities. Believe it or not, it all comes full circle, right down to the confirmation of Judge Amy Barrett. If you are a connoisseur of history, you understand what you are witnessing. Is history making right now? We're looking at what's going to affect you, your children, your children's children. If you're not a connoisseur of history, then we will see. We're going to kick things off with, hey, you're probably wondering, when am I going to get my money? What's going on with the stimulus? That's the thing. We've been talking about this for a while. Steve Mnuchin, you've got the Speaker of the House. you got the, the White House going back and forth. It's crazy. What are your thoughts on that, Jose? Uh, I appreciate the invitation. Welcome to the show, my friend. Um, what do I think about the stimulus? It's, it's, a, it's a hard moment right now, what is happening with everything. Um, it's uh, hard to swallow that information. And what I see right now, we're going to have the stimulus after the election with uh, maybe a new president. We don't know. Well, that seems to be it. And, that, and that's the thing. You know, people are voting right now. Some states have early voting. Uh, some of those states like Georgia, for example, have the the line just wrapped around the building as they vote. So we'll see. People are getting more and more involved with that. But people are wondering, hey, where am I going to get my money? What's going on with the uh, with the stimulus? What's going on with the virus? When will this all end? Where is it going? Is the leadership in the White House or just government in general, are they taking us in the right direction? Speaking of the, the COVID-19, we had a couple of interesting developments this week. Uh, first of all, you had Johnson Johnson putting a pause on the COVID-19 vaccine because one of their subjects got sick. Well, Terry, um, to be totally honest, um, I was reading about how a vaccine is developed, and it normally takes years of uh, uh, time to uh, develop the best vaccine from them. And right now we are in the, how they call it is rap speed, I think how they call it uh, here in the government, yeah. to try to make it as fast as they can. And uh, it's tough. Uh, and that's why they paused uh, this because one person got ill. Um, they, they didn't explain how much and how it happened. They didn't explain uh, anything, uh, any of the details. But it's actually it's, uh, created a little bit of panic. But to be totally honest, that happened before with AstraZeneca. Uh, somebody got ill. They, of course, he got better. Mm-hmm. And they continue with the process right away. So it's something that not sometimes happens, but they actually try to work the best way possible. Well, they are trying to rush it through. I mean, they're trying to get things done. I mean, if you think about it, people's lives have, have changed dramatically since March. So they're just trying to make something happen with the company. I know the president was trying to get something by election, and, and some other people said by December. Uh, if you uh, realize within 24 hours, Eli Lilly also had a pause there, but their antibody uh, treatment, same thing. Someone got ill, so they decided to put a pause on it. So that actually puts, as of today, Pfizer up front with everything. Well, yeah, and it's the same thing. Not only with Pfizer, Moderna, and many others, uh, that they're doing a very good process. Everybody's paying attention to that. Is somebody getting ill with a secondary uh, effect? 
So that's the main point that everybody's checking. Uh, one thing, Terry, many of the these companies are saying right away, hey, uh, we're going to wait until the first quarter of 2021, uh, give us time. Many of them, because of this, like this might happen. They could in the future stop for a couple of days, even weeks, um, to, to see, uh, to take another route or another process. So this is something common. Uh, I don't want to create panic. It's <laughs> something that it might happen. Well, true. We don't want to uh, create panic, absolutely. Uh, but they're trying to be cautious as well, these companies. That's, that's why they put a pause, make sure everything is good to go before they move forward on this. And speaking of the pandemic, we had some other um, news this week, which actually was a surprise coming from the World Health Organization. Uh, there was a spokesman there who talked about the lockdown. And pretty much, when I looked at his tw- his tweet, he was saying that lockdowns have uh, severe consequences to low-income people, and he did not recommend it. Um, Dr. Navarro is what he, he said. He says, we may want to look at something. It, it's doubling what's going on, and it, it's hurting uh, those people in the um, poor uh, bracket. So, hey, and if you're experiencing this, if you're one of these people, if you're a bar owner or a business owner or something like that, and you've been really hit by this, I'm sure you can relate. You know, your business is hurting. Your employees who work for you, they're hurting. They have no income, which takes us back to the our very first story, the stimulus. People are kind of hurting right now and are looking for their money. But, uh, yeah, and speaking of um, some money-making ventures, I want to steer toward the cannabis industry. Uh, something that was in news this week is that, well, first of all, they've had a great week with the cannabis. That came in part, I believe, because of what Kamala Harris said during the vice president debate, where she said that they would uh, this uh, decriminalize marijuana at the federal level, or the administration would decriminalize marijuana at the federal level, which would make it very easy for them to move forward with their business. We're looking at the three C's, cash, cost, and capital. If you think about it, right? I mean, the three C's. If the the, the cash, the banks won't uh, open bank accounts for cannabis companies because they are illegal on the federal level. So banks have to follow federal law, right? It's a very interesting story uh, with cannabis, what is happening. It's, it's um, totally free in Canada, so all the banks can do investments over there, and that's why many companies uh, from cannabis are from Canada, and they are uh, located and created in Canada. Now, in the United States, it's a little bit different because it uh, needs to be for all the banks to jump in and do investments and, uh, and make it grow uh, with finance. Um, that it needs to be legal in all 50 states. It needs to be from the federal from the, from the federal government. They need to say, yeah, you you can do this in every single place in in the country. So th- that's the story for me. I know what Kamala Harris said is something popular to actually create more demand in the stock, but for me, is uh, the banking process is very important for this to grow more. Well, yeah, and it's also very important to the banks because they don't want anything. They don't want to do anything legal, so that's where the cost comes in with that second C. So if you come right out, if they're trying to get equipment, it's hard to do because the IRS is not a federal uh, agency. You know, I'm sorry, it is a federal agency. Therefore, as far as filing the taxes, writing things off for equipment, it makes it tough. And the final C, capital. All cannabis companies are. Canadian, as you mentioned, and that is because of the stock market and everything being legal for that. 
But, you know, we'll see. Like you said, you said it earlier, you know, it depends on who wins the election, which way the government is going to steer everything, and that is going to make a difference between companies in this position. And and many states can vote now uh, to make it uh, recreational marijuana legal. Right, yeah. So, yeah, and you're looking at states' rights, but as you just mentioned, all 50 states, federal level, in order for the banks to move forward to help out those particular individuals who may be in that in that particular business. Yeah. Okay, now, Jose. You've got Tommy Hilfiger, you've got um, Levi, and they're doing a different type of marketing to move their products, not only keeping their current customers, but also to get some new ones. You want to share what that might be? Uh, it's a new strategy that actually is working because uh, Tommy Hilfiger started in China first, uh, tried to see is the same, uh, it's kind of the same thing of QVC. It's a kind of a competition. Somebody's modeling the, the clothes, in this case of Tommy Hilfiger. They are modeling the pants, the shirts for women and men. And um, people, uh, customers, will see how how it looks and they do the recommendation of where it uh, combination of clothes, wear it with this color and uh, with this thing, with this watch and all of that. But what they're doing now is more human uh, interaction. For example, with live in Instagram and in Facebook, they are doing that part of asking questions right away. Hey, th- does this work um, with this skin color? Because I have this skin or do you think it itches? Do, do you think, um, uh, how do you think it will work with water? Uh, because sometimes I go out in the rain. So those type of situations. And you don't want it to shrink human. or what? Is there going to be shrinkage? Those type of questions being answered, right? It depends. Or you can say, can you change the color instead of pink? Can you wear blue? So that's the type of things that is coming. And uh, I think uh, QVC has been in business for years. Yes. And it's very popular here in the United States. HSN, same thing. But with... This human, more human uh, process or interaction, I think is going to hurt a little bit of QVC. Yeah, well, actually, they they've actually have lost some, some viewership. They're not as popular as they once were, but don't get me wrong. They're still very popular, but they're trying to take on that concept because I know if I'm shopping, let's say I'm watching QVC or HSN or something like that, I may have some questions, but I really like you mentioned, I can't say, hey, if I go out in the rain, I really can't ask those type of interactive questions. To be honest, um, I know that some sections in, in those programs uh, uh, in QVC, they, they have somebody in the back end at watching a Facebook Live that it could answer any questions. But what they, the transition that Facebook want to make with Tommy and all the other companies is the actual interaction with the person with the model or or the or the speaker or podcaster or or the influencer that is doing the the clothes at that time that's doing the 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 showing is the asking questions or answering the questions sure that's the part that's going to make the difference okay well we'll see i mean you know they may be onto something right Let's see, but business is business, and talking about Facebook with that, uh, they want to bring that you can uh, um, you can bring Facebook shops or, or be close to something like that, that you can click to the close and buy it right away from the live, and that it's coming, it's coming. They are trying it uh, in China and other places. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, you know what? In this pandemic, as an entrepreneur, you got to think. You have to you have to look down the road and, and think outside the box in order to survive. 
Now that you're saying that, uh, to be honest with Facebook, I know it has all the things with, with uh, uh, elections and all that stuff, but they actually are very helpful for small businesses, uh, even restaurants, uh, promotion. Uh, that they want to create a better platform to even help way more to for them to be in the business. I like that. So you're thinking that people are turning to social media more to get those answers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the interaction to be close to your customers be closer uh this is like a portal that instead of you go every single door to ask a question about or feedback you you have it from in, a, in that platform you even with a like just clicking like you know how a customer feel well the more you know about your customer the more you can service them the better you can service them the more information that's out there if you think about it facebook since you brought them up they do use a, a concept as far as learning as much about the customer as possible for their their advertisers, which helps them bring about more business. Yeah, the, that's the social dilemma. Yeah, I mean, before Facebook started making money, it, it was more of a, of a friend thing and people watching, they weren't making money. But now with that type of algorithm, it's really helping them out a lot. Wow. Yeah, and actually we're going to talk about those sort of things coming up a little bit later on the show. We're going to talk about uh, Google and how they have an influence in their their market share. And we're also going to talk a little bit about the people who are working from home. Uh, there is one tech company out there who's going to not only potentially let you work there permanently from home, but they may actually cut your pay depending on where you live. We're going to talk about that and talk about the uh, new iPhone when we come back. Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Some actions you can take while using How to Vote tool. See what's on your ballot. Check your voter registration status or find your polling site. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. That's howto.vote. You're listening to Breaking Bread. I'm your host, Terry Page, along with my special guest, Jose Angeles. We're going to talk about a little bit about the uh, tech companies and we're going to explain why you've been paying more for chicken when you really didn't have to. Right now, the DOJ is very unhappy with Google with some of their practices. First of all, they're saying that they, they own too much of the market share. They're saying Chrome is the dominant browser right now. It's used by over 65% of the people around the world. And that combined with Google's gigantic business model, it does cause them concern, which wants them to pause on that. But let me give you some indication how we may have gotten here. Pilgrim Pride is being accused of colluding with Tyson, Purdue, and some of, their other comp- some of their other competitors by the, this is all from the Justice Department. They're saying that they got together with their competitors to do price fixing. In other words, they all got together and said, hey, they're going to charge these high prices. So when you go to Popeye's, for example, you're going to pay more for chicken than what you have to do. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, Pilgrim had to pay over uh, $111 million to end the lawsuit. 
But that's the thing. But I can tell you what, Jose, now the stock went up. It's still. So investors were relieved that the whole thing's over. But I will say that it's down 50% compared to what it was last year. So let's fast forward to what we're talking about with Google and and Chrome. So those sort of things makes them say, okay, let's try to stop this kind of thing from happening. Let's stop it now. So we'll see what direction it goes in. But that, that's my take on it. What, what do you think? Um, monopolies around the world. That's the first thing that I want to say. Uh, it's very hard to uh, break it. Um, when you, it, okay, I'm going to use the example of Facebook. Uh, Facebook bought Instagram. At that time, nobody knew or think that Instagram and Facebook are going to be that big. But now they want to break it. But the government led them to, me, to, to merge. So the same thing uh, it now is too big to break it. The same thing is happening now with Google or Alphabet, that is the parent company. Mm-hmm. And with the chicken part, uh, I mean, uh, Monopoly is too big. They, the big company called the, uh, the small company and say, we're going to work this out. You sell to Popeyes, uh, $5, uh, for example, uh, $5 uh, uh, a pound the chicken, and I'm going to do the same thing. Instead of you selling it at three because you are small and you want to uh, you want to create a better market, and I'm going to be selling it at five. No, both are go- both are going is going to be five. This is an example, of course. Sure. So, the, the how to fight with that? It's very hard, Terry. Well, and you know, and I can agree because there's there's an argument for both sides of the coin. You want the company to prosper, and you really don't want to tell them how to run their business. Because then you get into a legislator telling you to do things, which may not make sense because you're the real entrepreneur. They may not be, and they may not be up on that technology. I mean, a whole host of things could go wrong. But at the same time, when a company gets so big, it gets out of control, and it's kind of hard to manipulate. Okay, let's say, for example, Facebook decides that they just want to maybe support a candidate or they want to go in a whole different direction, and if you disagree with them, they just will delete your post. Okay, and I know Twitter had some issues with that. Somebody posted something in the New York Times, and they deleted it. I mean, but that could go on. Where do you go at that point? If they're the only game in town, it's either post on social media or don't post on social media. That Those are your choices. And that's where I really have a problem. It's like, okay, well, that that's not right. That one CEO somewhere can dictate what billions of other people do. But at the same time, you really don't want to tell that person how to run their business. So that's so that's kind of, you know, and that's kind of the dilemma on that. Sadly, you mentioned when Facebook bought Instagram. Now, I liked Instagram the way it was because, and, and in fact, the founders even left Instagram because they didn't like the way that Mark Zuckerberg, the direction that he was uh, he was taken in. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg tends to make things more uh, all-inclusive and, and joining people um, together, whereas sometimes that's not the best uh, course of action. But if you don't have anybody to compete against that and you get really big, then it's just hard to it, it's just hard to nail down. Let me tell you something with that uh, that example that you, you use. There is a still a Snapchat. I know not everybody uses it and they focus more on Instagram because it's kind of the same thing. But that's the part of all, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg for Facebook. He can always say, I have competition. I have a Snapchat. 
and uh, by Pinterest. Each of Pinterest is a little bit different target market. But uh, th that's, and now what we can say is Mark Zuckerberg didn't want to lose the, the story part, the 15 second, 30 second, uh, people talking, a uh, small video in, in real time. And that's why he created the story for Instagram. True. What, what I've noticed that Facebook will do is they will, he will take the ideas of his competitors and then he'll buy them out and uh, make it more because then people flock to Facebook. That's what the, the, the government argument uh, actually uh, is, state, is stating. Uh, like we said, or like I mentioned before, it's very hard now because it's very big. It's so powerful. If uh, all of those things, uh, they say that uh, eight years ago when they bought Instagram, uh, it wouldn't make sense, but uh, they wouldn't even think about this now. But uh, things happen. I think uh, Monopoly is very hard to break. Uh, let's see how it's going to happen because uh, Facebook and, and Alphabet are not the only ones. Uh, there is still way more company. We're going to keep following them. And, of course, uh, we're going to talk about it. Well, yeah, and, and, he, and Mark, Mark Zuckerberg has actually made the argument. He says, look, there's iMessenger. I mean, I'm having a hard time competing with that. And, and now bring up the argument, well, hey, remember Periscope? Everybody was really heavy on Periscope and, and loving it. And then Facebook kind of took that concept. It's just like kind of they did. They took the concept and put it on Facebook, and now you never hear about Periscope any longer. But I, I mentioned at the top of the show about history and just keep an eye on history. History tells us that even if Facebook continues the way it does as far as the monopoly part of it, at some point that will not be the case any longer. I don't know when it's going to be. It, you know, it could be 100 years from now. I don't know. But historically, they're saying, because what, what, what's happening with those examples we just gave is that you're losing competition. When you look at your competitor and then you just take everything from them, then you kind of lose that competitive edge and eventually somebody smarter than you figures it out and then people flock to their platform that's just what history has taught us right well yeah that's the thing well we'll see how that pans out i'm very interested to see what's going to happen with google and chrome and what the doj uh, does with that uh you saw what happened with the our chicken friends at the chicken industry so we'll we'll see what happens there Okay, Jose, this story really, first of all, Microsoft, they, um, they announced that they're going to have permanent work from home, so the company will offer more, flexible, more flexibility to workers than what they've been doing. This is obviously from the pandemic. A lot of times companies have figured out that working from home has really been beneficial. Um, they kind of figured out, well, hey, I'm not spending my lights and, and spending money in this office building when I can just have my employee do it. Uh, they call that the hybrid workplace, and that tends to be the the trend right now. But do you anticipate more and more companies doing it, or do you think it's going to kind of level off? No, I think uh, um, very big companies are going to be doing that. For that's the main reason is the money. That's <laughs> uh, don't uh, don't think uh, another story is going to be for money. But let me say something. For example, uh, two years ago, if I can recall correctly. Uh, Amazon uh, wanted to bring a second uh, headquarter to the East Coast. I, at the end, they went to New York. So 
uh, Amazon is a very big company that brings a lot of employees, so that means more people paying taxes in that state. So, for example, they bid, like, I think North Carolina was one of them, uh, New York, I think, was the other one, and I think Virginia, and they bid, like, they, they bring tra- uh, um they bring yeah, they want an Amazon bracket. there, yeah. They bring so it's it's like going to Olympics or do creating a World Cup, so beating uh, for that. And now that you're saying that, you know what? They can work from home. <laughs> I, I I don't need to pay all these taxes. I don't need to pay all the business uh, expenses. So you know what? Yeah, I can do that. And now the government, or for the states at least, are going to to say like, hey, wait a minute. I need all these people to come here and <laughs> pay rent, pay taxes for the houses, uh, pay taxes for the income tax. Uh, we need to do something here. I think that is going to be the issue from a couple of uh, years here. I, you know what? I, I agree with you. That that would be an issue because you do want people in your town, in your city, because you want to generate taxes. You want to generate revenue. We actually talked about New York the last time that we met, and one of the things we said was they're having shuts down, shutdowns, and they're losing money. Lots of people are leaving New York, going to other places because they figured out, well, wait a minute, I can live anywhere I want to if I'm working from home. So why do I stay here paying this high rent or whatever, or no jobs, whatever the case might be, whatever that situation that person's in, when I don't have to? Now, at the same time, you mentioned um, Amazon, New York being one of the, the choice. I know uh, Cressio Tez did not want them to come in there. She said it was going to cause havoc and it was going to cost a lot of money because they weren't paying the employees what they what they should have. So they actually had a chance to have them there. But since that time, as you mentioned, Amazon's figured out, well, wait a second, we can do this virtually and not worry about it, kind of what Microsoft is saying. We also talked about people living where they want to. Microsoft, and this is the part that I don't agree with, is saying, okay, you can work wherever you want to, but if you move to a different state with lower taxes, we're going to cut your salary. I'm like, okay, what does one thing have to do with another? This is what the position pays. This is what I'm making. So the fact that I move somewhere where the taxes are lower, I should be punished for it. Maybe it's the tax bracket. Maybe uh, the, the even the, the government from that... Um, county or from that state, it will demanding that that salary needs to stay here. Yeah, well, this is according to Wolf Street, and they were pretty much saying that that was the position that Microsoft took if, if you're going to move to a different uh, different state or whatever. So that's something the employee would have to decide, well, gee, do I want to move? Do I want to keep my same salary and, and, and stay where I am? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But I, but I thought that was a different viewpoint. I'm, I've never seen anybody, an employer, say, "Oh, wait a minute, you live here? Oh, well, that's going to affect where you live." Now, I've seen them like uh, base a salary on where the where the company is. Okay, we're going to pay this position this amount of money, but I never seen them change it midstream because the employee decided that they want to. Move. But, hey, we're seeing a lot of different things since March, right? I mean, we're seeing a lot of firsts. 2020. 2020. You, you know what? Around the corner, you never know what to expect. You mentioned Amazon a little while ago. And one thing I do want to bring up is that, you know, Amazon Prime, 
that was one of the the stories this week. And they they had to delay it, obviously, because of why the pandemic. And we're looking at some other changes that are make it that are taking place, but they're facing some type of competition, right? Oh yeah, competition is coming. But let me say, they they uh, Amazon um, delayed the Prime Day. We don't know. Uh, what is the actual reason? But they are saying it's because of the uh, packaging process, the the, the delivery process, uh, to get the two days uh, delivery or even the same day because they're going to have more demanding. But now, to be honest, uh, this Prime Day that was this week, I heard, I didn't hear a lot of good stuff over there. Uh, even in the news, they were saying, like, you know what, I went in, then I didn't see all the stuff that I wanted to see. Or even I was thinking about something 40 45%, and I got it for 15% less. So it wasn't a big deal. So I don't know. We're going to see the numbers of Prime Day. And talking about competition, uh, because they did it so late in October, is coming now. It's very We're close. Not that very close, but we're close to Black Friday. And and yes. they uh, all the big companies from for Black Friday they said we're going to a transition to all online to don't bring a lot of people to the store and don't create um, a, a very good crowd a very big crowd uh, we understand that so uh, with this Walmart is saying you know what we're going to do three big events uh, for Black Friday in November the Target said they're going to do a value customer um, uh, something like that I I forgot the name exactly to uh, bring more customers online and you can pick up at the store. That's something that Amazon doesn't have. And uh, Best Buy, with all the technology, said we're going to do different events this year too. The competition is there. You mentioned a couple of things in there. And one, as you mentioned, that's where Target, Walmart have the advantage. They have a physical store where people can go and pick up the package. You also mentioned the piece about the deliveries with Amazon Prime. Yeah, they typically, they were saying, hey, we want to get it to you same day. But in some cases, that wasn't happening. So people said, well, hey, I can just go over to, to Target and, and pick up this item real quick since Amazon's not coming through. Keep in mind, the, pandem- the pandemic is doing some other things. There's some other adjustments that Amazon had to make in their warehouse. One, they wanted to make sure everything was clean. So they asked the, the employees to make sure that everything was clean clean with the, with the merchandise and all that. I hear as of late, according to CNBC, they're saying, well, they're kind of are backing up on that and they're telling the employees to move things along. Why? Because as I mentioned, things are getting slow as far as the delivery process. So that, so there's been some controversy on that front, but the bottom line is target and Walmart are, ha- are starting to figure it out. As a matter of fact, uh, Walmart specifically said they don't want a lot of people in the store Come Black Friday, they want you to shop online because they want people to be to social distance and to be safe. Yeah, and and of course, it will improve the demand online uh, uh, going forward. From that that point forward, that's just something that they want is promotion as well. Precisely, and and you know, and people are making the necessary changes. Uh, Jeff Bezos has recognized this, and he's making his adjustments, and that that comes that whole competition piece, because at that point, that works in the favor of the consumer. Before we close things out, I do want to talk to you about the iPhone, the new um, iPhone that uh, has been announced by Apple. There's some changes. Do you see people flocking to make this happen? 
I, I need to say that uh, I see something different in Apple. I think they are focusing in different targets now, uh, markets now, sorry. Uh, for example, they launched an, Apple, an iPhone mini, uh, so people that like the, the, the small screen. Uh, everything is 5G now, so that means it's faster, it's quicker, you can uh, uh, download stuff uh, faster, so it's more from the inside, and of course, a, a very good processor. And uh, and um, the highest one that I think is the Pro Max uh, with the six or six point uh, is uh, six or seven screen, um, you know, it's not that expensive as previous years. So actually, it will create a better demand. And now there is a uh, there is a demand. It will be a demand for people with that luxury to have the highest iPhone, or people that I just want an iPhone. Sure. So I think that's the difference. And uh, and they launch uh, more stuff over there, but the be- the best thing the best thing was the, was the iPhone. Yeah, and they they want to make sure that they said the cameras improved camera, and now that you have the five G network. They want to make sure that's on there. They're trying to look more toward the future now exactly. with the five G. There's not a lot of networks out there who had the five G at the moment, but they're looking at consumers who possibly want to make sure they get on board now, so that when that starts to happen, it'll be there for them. Very analyst uh, said that this is they are advancing like three years from now, so something that this should be uh, in the market around 2020, uh, 2022, 2023, and they are launching it right now. Uh, so they start to creating a demand for 5G to customers and be the the first ones to do it with that capability of a very good iPhone. I think Samsung only have one uh, device that is 5G right now. They want to be on the cutting edge, which goes back to the whole competition thing for us. And pushes uh, all the networks here, like AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon. Verizon. They really need to improve that because the demand is going to come for 5G. Absolutely. Jose, thank you for joining us today on Breaking Bread. Always welcome. Thank you. Breaking Bread is production of Artists for the People. Follow us on Twitter at Breaking Bread 101. That's break, the letter N is November, Bread 101. Or catch us on Instagram, Breaking Bread 101. Check us out on Facebook or visit our website, breakingbread.biz. Our theme music was composed by Ludwig Van Beethoven. Breaking Bread was created by Terry Page. Success is when opportunity meets preparation. Until next time.